before we dismiss our children and youth class, you can be seated. If this was school, I would say I'm not going to talk until everybody's sitting down. But this is not school. Amen. I appreciate you all. Love you. Thank you for being here this weekend. Remember those that are out. We've got some that are traveling and various things for this holiday weekend. So again, thank you for those of you that are here. Some put in extra effort to be here, and I'm thankful for that. And I am excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. I have one more announcement. Apparently it didn't get made. I'm just teasing you, Brother Tim. Our assistant elder, Brother Joel Hart, got engaged to be married. So congratulations, Brother Hart. You'll be hearing from him, no doubt, at some point in the future. So I am just excited to share that news with him. We've known him for quite some time, and uh, now we're thankful that this day is here in the form of God's blessings. Amen. Congratulations, Brother Hart. Amen. Let's dismiss our children and our young people to their classes upstairs and their teachers as well. Amen. Amen. We love our children. I'm thankful for them. The Bible says that children are an inheritance from the Lord. Amen. And I am thankful to have received my inheritance. Amen. Sometimes you've got to remind yourself that. Amen. I've told somebody this recently, a few people. It's not a bad thing. First of all, it's not a bad thing to feel irritation. That just means you're human. When You're not going to be so Christian that nothing ever bothers you. I'm sorry. If you're trying to get to that point in your walk, well, I don't know of anybody that's made it there yet. Where nothing just, uh, praise God, nothing bothers me. I, I've reached, no. So, 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 I use that word irritation. And that just means you're still alive and you are still feeling and thinking and perceiving and all those things that we have received the faculties to do, the ability to do as a human. I told somebody, I'm learning this as I get older, and I hope this doesn't make you think less of me as your elder, but I'm learning sometimes it actually can be helpful to, to say, I'm a little bit irritable right now. This is not the time. We'll talk about it, we'll address it, or I'll answer that question, or you can show me that painting, or whatever it is, sometime, but right now, 
if you, if you want the good me, you're not going to get it in this very moment. I'm, I'm just trying to help us, okay? That, saying that, just that much, is, is better than not saying it and letting the other expressions come forth of the irritation. Because if you're like me, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're not. But if you are like me and you're in a, a state where maybe you're not the most approachable at this time. I told Brother Tim this morning, let me finish drinking this coffee real fast. He wasn't irritating me, but I knew we had some things to discuss that I wanted to tell him. But I'm thinking, uh, I'm not quite there yet. Give me about 30 more seconds and we'll get there. Well, that's especially it, it, when you're not in this holy facility you know, but you're in your house or in your car or at the restaurant or, God forbid, at the waiting area of the restaurant where those attitudes are abounding. <laughs> um, if, you're in, if you're in one of those stations, then you're better off to say, give me 30 seconds, give me a minute, hang on, than to just express what you know is actually there really just wanting to be expressed because you're either going to get that me or that me amen I'd like you to turn to Philippians chapter 3 I feel some very specific instruction today for us as a congregation that I believe the Lord will help us with. First of all, um, at prayer yesterday morning, the Lord took me here. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 is where I'm going to read first. And I believe this is going to be helpful for somebody, but I, I, I'm just trying to be as transparent with you, as honest with you, and... I, I know some people like the mystique of the pulpit. Some people like having a, a preacher that's, you know, way up here when they're way down here because it makes them feel like, oh, it's being poured out on. I don't, I'm not that way. You know me. I'm not, I've never been that way. I would rather let you know what I got and sometimes how I got it from the Lord in hopes that all of that might help because that's all he does for me and why would I want to do more than that for you you understand I don't want you to receive anything from me that God does not want you to have especially because it's from me and not from him so in prayer yesterday morning and in some other conversations in the past couple of weeks these verses have gone over in my spirit I just want to read it for you quickly it says but what things were gain to me those I counted loss for Christ this is Philippians 3 Paul's writing to the church in Philippi what things were gain to me those I counted loss for Christ yea doubtless and count all things somebody say all things I count all things but loss 
for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. There is nothing that I count gain or addition to. Sometimes we might say greater than. Than the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Anything else in my life, if I put it greater than or gain higher than what I've learned about Jesus then I'm not living right I'm not Paul would say you know I'm not the apostle that I was called to be if I was willing to hold on to some things not count that as loss not be willing to lose that that I could gain him Let me just read this quickly and then I'll, I'll keep going. Until you are able to count all things as loss, you will not be able to truly follow after God and His Spirit. I'll tell you why. Because you cannot pursue two things at the same time. One will get in the way of the other. And even if it's just the worry of losing something, that will get in the way of pursuing something else. You mean, this is, this is what Jesus said. We call him the rich young ruler. He said, you've got a lot of stuff, and you only are missing one thing. But you can either count all of that that you have as gain or as loss. Because the one thing that you're missing would cause you to view all the other stuff as loss and not gain. Take all that you have and sell it. Give it to the poor and follow after me. That's all you got to do. But you can't do that and this. You can't keep trying to accumulate and manage and keep gathering to yourself and follow after me. The scripture says, you know what, he went away sorrowful for he had much possessions. He couldn't justify, he couldn't reconcile giving up all that I do have to follow Jesus. Now just play that the rest of that story out in your mind. Okay, he went away sorrowful he held on to all of his much possessions. The scripture doesn't mention him again, to my knowledge. So we just lump him in with the rest of humanity that lived and then died. And then, all of those possessions were gone. He could not pursue what Jesus told him to pursue because he wasn't willing to say, I'll count that as loss and I'll pursue Jesus instead. Whatever was gained to me is what Paul said. I count it all as loss. Again, until you're able to count all things as loss and that means you 
you have to, you not, not that you have to give up things. I'm saying you have to be willing to give up things. Some people say, all right, well, let me just go sell my car, give all 800 that I'm going to get from it into the offering. That was a joke. I've sold a car for $800 before. And I'll just, I'll, I'm going to sell it. It was gain. I'm going to sell it. And I'll just, uh, because, because elders said you've got to be willing, you, you, because you have to give up stuff. No, I'm saying you've got to be willing to. The Lord knows the difference in willing and not willing. And he also knows the difference in willing and grudging. Oh, I've I got to be there every Sunday? Every Sunday. You're mean, you mean I, I don't, I, I can't just go like half the time, two Sundays out of the month. You can do whatever you want to do. But the Lord knows the difference in willing and grudging. And sometimes, I'll just be honest with you, sometimes we bring our grudging self here and say, well, I'm here. You're welcome. When can I go? Thank you. The Lord sees that and he knows that. You've got to be willing to give. Hey, I, uh, thank the Lord he's not waking me up at 4 a.m., but I've got to be willing to get up at 4 a.m. If he says, get up at 4 a.m. Pray or read or study or do whatever. If I'm not willing, he knows that. He also knows the rest of my day and what energy I'm going to need for the rest of my day. He knows it all. So the Lord has taken me here into the, those verses because I know that there are people not to this point in their life they've not been willing to give up something or the pursuit of something or the hope of something I'm not willing to give that up okay well then we just need to see where we are in line with scripture if we're not willing to give that up but in my study of this I thought I'm going to go back and try to get, make sure I've got the, all the understanding and the context of that verse and who he's talking to and what exactly it means. That's just a normal part of my study. And when I went back into Philippians chapter 2, the Lord really hit me with something unexpectedly. But it's what I want to share today. Now, brief, brief recap. Acts chapter 16 tells the story of the beginnings of the church of Philippi. Philippians, where we're reading right now. On Paul's journeys, he goes through that city and he's got Silas with him. And long story short, they establish a work in the city of Philippi, the region. And then he leaves, he goes on to other places. Then he's in jail and Philipp, the Philippians send someone to Paul while he's in jail. Paul, we brought, this is an offering for you from the church at Philippi. He says, oh great, I've got something for you too. Take this back to them. It's a letter that I've written for them. That's what we're reading. Now just imagine the guy that's in jail wrote what we just said 
all things that were gain, I'm counting as loss. And I'm literally sitting here in the jail cell with loss. But it's ex I, I, the gain is the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus. And wherever he's going to take me from here. So give this letter back. Go to, uh, if you will, just quickly, Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. I want you to see for yourselves the establishment, if I can call it that. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, that means who's writing this letter, to, that means who they're writing it to, all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Now, the bishops and deacons are with the saints in Philippi, not with Paul and Timotheus, okay? So, I, I just want you to see that so you can tell there is a church or churches established in Philippi. Bishops, meaning plural, so there's more than one. Deacons, plural, more than one. So, all the work that God's doing in and around Philippi, all of you, I want you to receive this letter that I'm writing. Now skip over to chapter 2. Paul again, through the, through the anointing and direction of the Holy Ghost, says this. Chapter 2, verse 1. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, if you are, let me rephrase that, if you're really the loving Christian that you say you are, if there's any of this stuff, then verse 2, he says, Fulfill ye my joy. Do this for me. Not like a favor, because it's, I want this, but in the proof of who you are as the church of Jesus, do these things. Fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. I want to read you that in a different translation because this is where the Lord really stopped me and said, you need to share this with the congregation. Verse 2, and this is the Good News translation. It says, I urge you then to make me completely happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love, and being one in soul and mind. Now, I don't know, I don't know the condition of the churches in Philippi at the time that Paul wrote this letter. They might have already been striving for one mind, they might have been completely separated. And we don't cross this road because you're in that church territory and we stay on this side. We don't know. But we do know that he's saying this is the way to really fulfill the will of God, what God wants for the church. And the first thing he says is, by having the same thoughts. Look around the room, if you will, just real quick. Do a quick scan. Everybody, 
Look around. Who's here? My brother, my sister, that person I don't really know, and somebody else. And you see who's here. Well, I, would I would just ask you this. Do you feel like you have the same thoughts as the other people in the room? I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily always feel like that. So we see something in the word that is instruction for us that we may have not attained yet. I hope that's not too hard on anybody and you need to leave because I made that statement. That's as delicately as I can put it. I haven't fulfilled all the scripture yet. Why? Because I don't think I have the same thoughts as all of you. And I don't think you have the same thoughts as me. I, some of us, I see you once a week, twice a week, a couple hours, and then the rest of the week, I hope you're doing all right. Right? Just being honest, being real. But the Lord has given me this direction and instruction for this congregation. Have the same thoughts. Don't worry, there's more. Yeah, I'm not going to let you leave and just hope we all heard the same thing today. No. There's instruction. Somebody say instruction. Again, King James Version says, being like-minded. Let me tell you just a quick story, the ex an extreme example of this. Brother, uh, what's his name, Ukrainian? Um, Tomyev. Brother Tomyev from Ukraine shared a story of his young years when the church in Ukraine and Russia was really, really actually under persecution. And they were told, we, you can't meet anymore. Church stops. Well, thankfully, the church had understood that the church is supposed to be like-minded. And Brother Tomyev said, we couldn't announce meeting places anymore. We couldn't, like, secretly go around, okay, well, we're all going to go to Brother Alberto's uh, uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Okay, just don't tell anybody. No, they couldn't even do that. That was asking for trouble. So what did they do? He said, we prayed. We all went home and prayed. And in, and in the Lord's time and in the Lord's direction, he would say, why don't you go to so-and-so's house? Just go right now. And we get there and the church would be there. Why? Because they were like-minded. They were thinking the same thoughts. I send a message out on WhatsApp, and I hope everybody sees it. Please be there. See who shows up. <laughs> I'm not picking on you, or you don't have WhatsApp, but I'm just saying... We got a ways to go as the church, okay? Before we can know, we're hearing, we're thinking the same thoughts. This week, somebody say this week. What's today? Today is what? Sunday. That's why you're here. Good job. We're on the same page so far. This week, we're going to exercise this. Daily. All right? If you're with me, say amen. amen. Starting today, 
I have some instruction from the Lord for us as the church. And what we're doing, we're just going to see what's it feel like to try to have the same thoughts as my brother and my sister. Every week is not going to be like this. Don't, don't get worried. Don't get nervous like I ate something and go to ask Sister Flowers what has gotten into him. No. We're going to exercise this to be of the same mind. Today. Somebody say today. For the remainder of today. So it's 12.03. we got some hours left in this day. I'm encouraging you to think about the rest of the body of Christ. And with that, I'm talking about the local congregation, okay? We know that others in other congregations are also the part of the body of Christ. I'm not going to go into that today. But I'm talking about Life Church Union Gap. In this local congregation, I'm asking, I'm encouraging us to think. Not, not like you, you can't go have lunch because I've given you an assignment. Or you can't go home. No, I'm asking you, as you go about your day. This is how you'll know that you're like-minded as me and the rest that you just scanned this room. Think about the body of Christ in this local congregation. And I'm asking you, find at least five people in this congregation. Sometime the rest of this day, at least five. Message them, call them. If you want to do it before you even leave because you're a, you know, big achiever, overachiever, you do that. At least five people. Message them, call them, talk to them. Tell them that you are thankful that they are a part of the body. If you did that, and I did that, and we all did that, what would we be doing? We would be like-minded. We would be having the same thoughts. Now, I'm not, we're not all going to go to the same five people, probably. But what we're doing is we are being like-minded, sharing. If you've got a pen or a pencil or something you can text to take notes, I'm going to ask you to do that right now. Because we're, we're still on Sunday, and I've got assignments for every day. And if you just need to go back and watch this every day, then do that. To, remind, to remember what's today. Today, Sunday, five people, tell them you're thankful they're a part of the body. I'm going to read again so you know, don't think that I just randomly chose some assignments. Fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love. Being of one accord, of one mind. Go to verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So we got Sunday, you're going to find five people at least. If you want to do six or 14, you do as many as you want. Okay? You're going to find your five people today. You're going to tell them you're thankful they're part of the body. 
the same body that you are a part of. Somebody say tomorrow, Monday. Think about love. The scripture says having the same love. Having the same love. I thought about this. What's something that we all have in common? Location. None of you lives in Seattle. None of you lives in Idaho. We have the same location. I want you to think of something you love about this location. Yakima. Or Union Gap. Or West Valley. Or Natchez. Or East Valley. Or Terrace Heights. Where, where you are. Because we are all pretty much within driving distance. If not biking distance. From, a, from each other. If you're thinking about Yakima. And what you love about Yakima. And I'm thinking about Yakima. And what I love about Yakima. What are we doing? We're having the same thoughts. All right? So Monday, tomorrow, as you go about your day, I know it's a holiday, and you are probably hoping to not have any homework on a holiday. I'm sorry if thinking about Yakima is too much for you. I'm just being facetious. But if you're thinking about it, and I'm thinking about it, and we're all thinking about it, we have the same thoughts. I'm trusting the Lord's going to have some similar thoughts between us. What you love about it, what I love about it. If you need to, let God give you a love for Yakima. Some of us have been here a long time. Some of us have been here our whole lives. Some of us, not that long. A couple of years, if that. And, ooh, I didn't know the Lord was going here, but I just remembered what I said earlier. He knows the difference in willingly and grudgingly. Let that soak in. Yakimonians, Yakimaniacs, whatever you all. He knows how I feel about where I'm at. You believe that? Now, I don't have to say this is the greatest place on earth. But I have to be willing to say, Lord, if you want me in Yakima, I'll be in Yakima. You believe that? Say amen. Let the Lord give you the love the, for where you are. If nothing else, look at everybody and say, well, God loves them. That's the, good, that's the place to start. Tuesday, we're going to work, we're going to pray. So in verse 2 it said, having the same love, being of one mind and one accord. That one mind and one accord is talking about the inner man, the soul. We're going to pray about being one in soul. Only God can do that. Only God can make you and me and all of us one in soul. That's one mind, one accord. Why? Because your soul, your mind, is everything that makes you who you are. And we know we're different people. Okay, I'm not trying, and the Lord's not trying to produce a bunch of 
Life Church Union Gap robots. You understand? But the Lord, the scripture says, have the same mind, have one mind, one accord. We're going to pray Tuesday to be united in spirit. A term for this, another term for this is unanimous. That's where the word comes from. What is unanimous? If I say, where are we all going to go to eat after this? And we all say McDonald's. It's unanimous. But that's probably not going to happen, is it? But that's the idea. That's what it means to be unanimous. So we're going to pray, not about where we go to eat, but we're going to pray that the Lord gives us one soul, the same soul, one accord. That's Tuesday. Wednesday. We are going to learn together. Why, why am I doing this? Elder, come on, just preach a normal service. No. I'm trying to share with you what the Lord's given me. Wednesday, we're going to learn together. And we're going to learn, we're going to study, we're going to read the story of Esther. Wherever you are, whenever you do it, if you get up at 3 a.m. or you get up much later than that, we're going to read, we're going to study. Why? Because we're going to be like-minded. We're going to have the same thoughts. If you think, well, I already know the story of Esther, teach it to somebody. And then read it again. Or read it again and then teach it to somebody. Talk about it to somebody. Standing in line. Somebody told me this the other day. This is a lot like the story of Esther. Well, that seems like it's out of nowhere. It won't on Wednesday. Because we're going to have the same mind. If you hear me, say amen. amen. It's only ten chapters and they're short. The last chapter is only three verses or four. Okay? Sixteen verses apiece, something like that. It's a short one. You, I've read it all before in one day. If you need to listen to it, if you can only make it through half or one chapter, just get in the same mind. If, all right, Thursday and Friday, this is a twofer. And I'm, I'm going through here, the verses in Philippians 2, 3. This is not just about like-mindedness, but this is the instruction, how to achieve it. Thursday and Friday will be acts of service or acts of kindness to others. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. So an act of service, an act of kindness, an unselfish act. Why did I do two days? Because I think you can do more than one unselfish act. Hopefully we can do that. Let's go back to chapter 2, verse 1 for a second. If there be any joy. If you are the body of Christ. If you are the Christian, can you do two acts of service in a week? Two unselfish things. If you are the body of Christ. Now this is especially something you can do as a family or get your children involved with. This is, you, can, you can task the children with it right now. 
be thinking about what something nice we can do for somebody else. And I promise you, they'll come up with some ideas by Thursday or Friday. You do one on Thursday, they'll probably have ten ideas on Friday. Do it. At, a lot of these other things, I know it's individualistic. I got, I, I'm going to do this, and I'm doing this for me when, I t- when if it's in my time, and I'm going to pray that when I've got time. This is something you can do together as a family or in a group. It can be something simple, again, like sending a text message or moving your neighbor's garbage can. Or it could be inviting somebody else to dinner offering to cook something for somebody whatever it is we'll be like minded why because on Thursday I'm going to be thinking about what I can do for somebody else and so are you and on Friday I'm going to be thinking about what's an unselfish thing not seeking my own but somebody else's and we will be like minded having the same thoughts now if you all Bake me a cherry pie on Friday. I'll know we have achieved what we're after. Somebody's hearing the voice of God. <laughs> no, that, that's a few months off. I feel that. <laughs> but you see what I, what I'm, where I'm going with this? You're, you're not going to be Friday thinking, why am I the only one that ever does something nice for everybody else? You won't be. We'll be like-minded. Having the same thoughts. Saturday is praise day. I like the sound of that. Praise day. Now that doesn't mean we're going to come here and have a concert. No, it means wherever you go Saturday and whatever you're doing Saturday, do it with praise. As you go about your day, find ways to praise God. If you're doing that on Saturday, and I'm doing that on Saturday, we'll have the same thoughts, like-minded. Let me just remind you a little bit about praise, in case you're wondering, what does that mean I have to do? Praise is action. Some, some examples, singing Shouting, playing music, dancing. Oh, I want to preach about that, but I can't. Dancing, (laughs) boasting, bragging. Now, nobody go find a dance club, okay? Let me just say that, please, at least. That's not praise. (laughs) Dance before the Lord. Boasting and bragging is praise. Saturday, I'm going to be trying my best everywhere I go to talk about how good God is. That's boasting. That's bragging. Oh, you can't brag. You're a Christian. I can brag on the Lord. That's praise. What he's done. Who he is. How great he is. That's praise. What day is Saturday? Praise day. Lifting your hands. Clapping your hands. Praise is about him. This is the last thing I'm going to read, and I'm done. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Now, as we're going through this, 
this week, somebody say, I'm not alone. Because that's one of the thoughts the enemy is going to try to give you. Well, elder preached it and we all heard it, but I'm the only one that's doing it. No, the Lord is going to help us. I'm not alone. With the Lord's direction and helping and leading, we'll probably have some posts about this on social media or WhatsApp. Now, that's the second time I've mentioned WhatsApp, and it's not anywhere in the notes. So if you don't know what WhatsApp is, please ask me after church. It's how I communicate to the body, announcements, things like that. Okay, but we'll probably have some reminders. We'll probably have some testimonies. We'll probably have some thoughts that we share throughout this week. Making sure, are you being like-minded? Are we on the same page? Are we having the same thoughts? Find ways to share what you're thinking about. That you're on the same page. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Why don't you stand with me? Because I'm coming to a close here. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Two are better than one. There's your Bible verse right there. That's an easy one to remember. Kids can remember that and quote that. They might have trouble saying Ecclesiastes like I did. But they can remember two are better than one. If I'm the only one praising God on Saturday, I'm going to still have a great time. But if I run into you, and you're praising God, and I'm praising God, two is better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. You can get twice as much done if you're working correctly, together, now, you're, if you're like me, a lot of times the attitude is, no, let me do this myself. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Just don't even try. I'll do it. Let me do that for you when I'm done with this. I know that's an attitude, and I'm just being honest with you. We're human. Why? Because this little word reward and labor comes in. Well, if I'm going to get paid, oh, we don't have time for that today either. But two, somebody say two is better than one. Say two are better than one if you want to be grammatically correct. Two is, is I don't know where that came from. Two. Brother and sister Escobar. Brother Hart and soon to be. <laughs> Amen. Two are better than one. Like-minded. Say like-minded. And verse 10 says, For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. That's another reason why two is better than one. One goes down, the other one's there to lift him up. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he doesn't have anyone to pick him up. How, 
how many of us, we've gone through a day or a week or a month or whatever period of time and thought, I'm just the only one that even thinks about this. I'm just the only one that has ever recognized that or picks up on this. Or nobody else thinks about whatever's on our list to do. That's just me. Not this week. Two is better than one. And you will not be alone. Verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. You're not going to go fight a battle alone. Unless you choose to. Oh, there are people that choose to. Don't help me. Don't talk to me. Don't even shake my hand. Don't try to encourage me. I'm fighting a battle. You are fighting a battle, and you're fighting it alone because you chose to fight it alone. But when there's two, one can prevail, but two shall withstand. If there was ever a time I could transition to a marriage seminar, this is it, but this is not the time. Two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. One can't do much Two can do a lot more. Three, now you're indestructible. Nothing's going to get through that. It's not easily broken. Would you close your eyes with me? God, we desire to be godly people. We desire to have a close walk with you, a close fellowship with you. We desire to know you, Jesus, and to see your will done in our lives. God, but I'm not just doing this alone. God, I am a part of the body of Jesus Christ here in this earth and even here in this location. I am a part of this body. It's a divine connection, Lord, that you've ordered me to here for this time and this season of my life. God, I pray right now for my brothers and for my sisters. I pray strengthen them, Lord. I pray encourage them. Let them be lifted up, God. Those that are trying to withstand the enemy, God. I come alongside them and I stand with them, Lord, so that two can withstand. God, I want to be joined. I want to have a like mind. I want to have the same thoughts, the Holy Ghost thoughts, Lord, that would lead each one of us. Jesus in your name. Jesus, come on, keep praying. If you would, just close your eyes and pray. Come on, there's people in this congregation, they felt alone for a long time. They felt like they were fighting alone and by themselves for a long time. But with the help of the Holy Ghost, that's going to change. 
that's going to change and we'll know we're in this together. We are fighting together. None of us stands alone. Touch my brothers and my sisters, Lord. Strengthen them, I pray, O oh God. Speak your word into their minds, Lord Jesus. Speak your direction into their minds, O oh God. I pray this, Lord, into the homes. I pray this, God, into the places of work, the places of fellowship. God, I pray this all about us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you put, let the Lord put somebody on your mind to pray for specifically right now. If it's somebody in the room, you can find them and join with them. If it's somebody that's not here right now, but they're a part of this body, I want you to intercede for them. Come on, the Holy Ghost is wanting to make prayers right now. The Holy Ghost is wanting to make prayers right now. In the name of Jesus. Be an encourager. Come on, be an encourager. Lift up the lowly. Lift up the weak. Lift up those that have fallen, that cannot lift themselves up. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If, if you will permit me before we leave, I'm just going to say these again quickly.
so that you can have a place to go back and reference here at the end for this week. Sunday today. Think about the body. Find five people. Tell them you're thankful you're a part of the same body as they are. Monday, what do you love about Yakima? Tuesday, pray for a spirit of unity. Wednesday, learn together. Read and study the story of Esther. Thursday and Friday, acts of service, kindness, and unselfish acts. Something you can do for someone else. Saturday, praise day. Amen. If you receive that, would you say amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you for your spirit that's here. I thank you, God, for the work that you're doing among us. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of unity that you would lead us into. God, I pray, give us one mind. Give us, let it be the mind of Christ, Lord. Let it be the mind of Christ, Lord Jesus. This mind that was in Christ, let it be formed in us. Let it be renewed in us, I pray. Let us be of one spirit. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank the Lord. Amen. You are dismissed. I encourage you to greet one another. Start finding your five people right now if you want to. Tell them you're thankful to be a part of the same body as they are.